facts, candid conversations, and some levity to lighten your day. This is The Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, welcome to the program on this Friday, September the 15th, 2023. It's The Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio, 888-914-9149 is the number to call. And follow me on the X app at Kale Clark, C-A-L-E, Clark with an E. What a week it has been. We're going to get you set up for the weekend. You're not going to want to miss this program. I can't wait to share this with you. The week that was is coming up, courtesy of producer Jim Shaper. And what a week it was, not only on this show, but on Relevant Radio in general. Some major, major milestones. Peter Atkinson from the Merry Beggars will be joining me in just a few moments talking about the brand new series, The Saints. Oh, man, you are not going to want to miss what he has to say about this. That just started up this week, and it's far from too late uh, for you to join. You can definitely check this out. We're going to tell you how to do it. One place to find it, of course, is the relevant radio app. And then earlier this week, quite honestly, one of the most powerful moments in the history of relevant radio occurred on the Patrick Madrid show when Alicia from the Chicagoland area called in. Literally, she was on her way to an abortion, and she had a life-changing conversation with Patrick. And Patrick Madrid himself will be joining me later in the program to talk about that. You will not want to miss this show. And like I said, I caught up with Peter Atkinson earlier today. Joining me right now on The Kale Clark Show is a great friend of the program and just a great friend in general. It's Peter Atkinson, the director of The Mary. Beggars, the entertainment division of Relevant Radio. First of all, it's so, so good to be talking to you. Peter, how are you? Kale, I'm good. It's good to, uh, good to be with you. Absolutely. And for those uh, listening out there who might be new to the program, who might not have heard your voice in particular before, why don't you just introduce yourself really quickly, quickly to the audience? Who are you? <laughs> That's probably a question you ask yourself a lot, you know, every morning looking in the mirror. Who am I? Mm-hmm. Who are you and what exactly is the Merry Beggars? Well, the most important fact about myself is that I'm Canadian. Um, I'm All sure right. you'll agree. Uh, oh, the most Canada. important. Um, I'm uh, So my name is Peter Atkinson. I'm the executive producer and founder of the Merry Beggars, which for two years now has been the entertainment division of Relevant Radio. Um, so... Relevant Radio's mission, as I'm sure all the listeners know, is bringing Christ to the world through the media. As Father Rocky likes to say, media is a great term because it means that we can do news, we can do uh, talk shows, but we're not going to build hospitals or schools. Good things, mm-hmm. but that's not what we do. However, inside of media, there's also entertainment. And so when the Mary Bakers joined Relevant Radio, Relevant Radio uh, suddenly had an entertainment division. So we produced A Christmas Carol in 2021 and 2022. We produced On the Night Train gotten over a million downloads, gotten to number three on the Apple podcast fiction charts. And now uh, we are just last week, we started releasing the Saints uh, episodes mm. about the Saints every single day, Monday through Friday, um, which I can tell you more about. But that's that's who Peter Atkinson is. Well, let me ask you this, Peter, and th- thanks for that rundown. Why do you think that this is necessary to have something like this? this entertainment option within the Catholic world, and, and not just for Catholics, for anybody really who wants to, uh, to partake of this. Well, for the same reason that Jesus told stories instead of gave, um, you know, only commandments or mm. rules or guidelines or, or policies. Um, he didn't, he didn't <laughs> hand out an HR handbook. He told stories <laughs> because stories are how human beings change. They are how human beings 
interact with reality, right? So even the first question you asked me, who is Peter Atkinson? Well, I can only, I can tell you a bunch of facts, but the real answer to that is the story of my life. You know, it's the fact my dad was an Anglican priest and converted to Catholicism and so on and so forth. And it's, you know, it's it's a somewhat interesting story. So stories are how we understand things. They're how we love things. They're how our hearts are formed. Um, I'm sure, you know, when your listeners think back to the the things that formed them, there'll be books or movies or um, stories that their parents told them that have stayed with them, even though they've forgotten all the other details. And so what we're trying to do with the saints stories is uh, make the saints um, accessible to everyone and tell stories in a way that people fall in love with the saints. Um, mm. I and, and one of the things that we found is that the each of these saints that that we're telling, you know, we're telling St. Patrick's story, Joan of Arc's story, John Paul II's story, Juan Diego, Kateri, a whole list. Mm-hmm. Every single one, I thought I knew something about them, but as you mm-hmm. go in to research them, there's so much to their lives, their personalities, their hearts that you just don't know. And you could read a biography about them, but it's a lot easier and a lot more compelling and exciting to tell their stories as stories. Um, and then people will listen and fall in love with them. You know, um, stories are how we fall in love with other people. When you go on a first date, as you get to know your wife, right? The way that you get to know them is is you ask them questions and they tell you stories about their life and not just the facts that happened, but how they felt about the facts and how it affected them and what forms them. And these stories are really an opportunity to help people fall in love with the saints, but also, I think, tell the best stories of humanity. Um, If you think about what makes a good story? Well, it's it's high drama, high stakes, uh, exciting protagonists, overcoming massive obstacles. And when you think about the saints' mm-hmm. lives, you think about Joan of Arc defeating the English army, uh, leading the whole French army when she was under 20 years old. Or you think about um, Patrick, who, was in, who rejected the faith, was then captured, turned into slavery, escaped, and then decided to go back to his captors. I mean, these are exciting, beautiful, good stories. Uh, and, and that's what we've heard from our audience so far is, is they love how adventurous these stories are. You know, the, these aren't catechesis uh, primarily. They're not, um, they're not theology textbooks. They're stories about human beings who God met, uh, who were transformed by their love of God, and then they went to transform the world. Uh, I love that answer, Peter. Yeah, they went to transform the world. That's what really God calls all of us to do. We are all called to be saints. And I think sometimes Catholics have a hard time wrapping their minds around this, the idea that, yes, I am called to become a saint, not a canonizable saint. I'm not just called to get into heaven by the skin of my teeth. Well, and, and just one thing on that, too. Well, mm-hmm. One of the beautiful things is that every saint is different. Um, you know, there's this quote, uh, I forget where it's from, but they said that see, the holiness is a secret between you and God. Meaning that, that you're the way Kale Clark is going to be the whole, uh, the holy, the way I'm going to be holy are very different. You know, there are general principles, you know, don't, don't murder, don't swear, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't sin, generally speaking. But the <laughs> way that your vocation is lived out, the creative way that it's lived out is something you discern with God. And one of the beautiful and freeing things about telling all these stories is that Patrick is so different from Bernadette, who is so different from Francis of Assisi, who is so different from Cabrini, that there's every personality type under the sun. I mean, giving people role models of how different personalities, different temperaments, different situations 
can all be redeemed so that we might become saints. I think that's such a just a cool thing to to give to people. It really is a cool thing to give to people, Peter, because my guest is Peter Atkinson from the Merry Beggars, the entertainment division of Relevant Radio. We're talking about the new series, The Saints. We'll tell you how to get access to that in case you don't know. Of course, just go to the Relevant Radio app and everything is there for you. There's a great banner ad. You can click on that and get connected. But but I love this idea that we're not called to be cookie cutter saints, as it were. God does not uh, subsume our personality. We still remain uh, unique in, in individuals. Uh, we, we're not. I think this is one of the great fears that people have sometimes about entrusting their lives to Christ or, or going deeper in their faith. They're afraid that they'll become some sort of a generic character like Ned Flanders on The Simpsons, you know, <laughs> a, str- a strange Christian guy who lives next door to you. No, and, and Pope Benedict used to talk about this all the time, that Christ will never take away what is mm. most unique within you, your personality. And he, 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 he loves your individuality and, and those aspects of your character. And this, this is part of how he, he forms you to become a saint. He's going to make use of these things, isn't he? And it's funny because it's, it's actually the opposite, right? So if you pursue holiness, then God is going to say, all right, you're signing up for it. Yeah. Whatever unique person that you have been made to be has a unique call to holiness, has a unique vocation. But if you reject holiness and you just start buying whatever is the latest product, the latest commerce, watching the latest shows, going to the popular websites, you know, sending in all the popular ways, you're going to be a dime a dozen. I mean, yep. you're just going to be signing on to whatever the latest political fad is, the latest. And, and the thing that God has given you, the unique charism, the unique spirit, soul, personality that God has given you, is, is that's actually what it's going to be uh, reduced down to. And I think it's partly because when we pursue holiness, that path requires us to die to ourselves, to, to say no to our, to our baser instincts, to sins of the flesh, to indulgence in you know, watching too much TV or eating mm-hmm. too many nachos or whatnot. And then we have to actually develop and live into the higher parts of, of who we are, our spirit, our intellect, the way that God is calling us to serve others. Whereas if we're not pursuing holiness, then yeah, you know, everyone everyone likes cake. And if everyone just indulges in cake, <laughs> no one's going to be that different, right? We're all just going to mm. fall down to our base instincts or base passions, which are all pretty similar, you know, person to person versus if you actually want to become an individual, if you actually want to become who God made you to be, that is a path that, you know, John Paul II talked about this, that the path, that path requires uh, self-denial, requires a a form of suffering where you are letting yourself die to yourself so that you might become who God made you to be. That that is so profound. The the idea that to truly be yourself, you have to deny yourself. And as one great writer said, you know, when it comes to the saints, they are so different. And, and you've picked, you've chosen a, a number of very, very different characters for your series. But the, the sinners, as you as you mentioned, are so dreadfully alike. <laughs> all, all, all the sins are, I mean, it's like when you go to confession, you think, oh, Father, I'm going to scandalize you. No, that's that's almost impossible because all sins are pretty much yeah, they all could the almost, same. They could almost give you just a, li- a checklist that you can just check, exactly. the, check the popular sins, hand it over, bada bing, bada boom. Because they're pretty, you know, they're not too original. Yeah. Yeah, it, that that is absolutely the case. But when it comes to holiness, there's oh no gosh. limit to to how original one can be. So let me ask you this, Peter: Why did you choose these particular saints for your series? Does it have something to do with your target audience, who you hope to reach? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, so there's a very practical answer to it, which is 
we want to do the saints that that people recognize because that is going to allow people to share it. And people who might not necessarily sign up for the saint story of Saint Pseudo Dionysius or uh, the Stylites, right, or something like that, where it's a little <laughs> bit more yeah. obscure. If it's St. Patrick, they might say, oh, yeah, Patrick, you know, I, I guess I'm Irish. This is good. I'll listen to it. <laughs> um, and so it allows us to evangelize a little bit more effectively where there's sort of a name recognition. People say, oh, Joan of Arc. Well, that's an adventure story. I can listen to Joan of Arc. This is good. Um, and then when they listen to it, and it's actually this beautiful, rich production that is that moves your heart. Well, then, you know, they start to get the ball rolling. They'll listen to, to more obscure saints, more, you know, stories they've never even heard of. So that's one. The other reason is, we wanted to find saints whose stories sort of naturally lend themselves to adventurous storytelling. Um, you know, if you tell the mm. story of St. John of the Cross, that's a hard story to dramatize um, yeah. because his life was all about the interior life. Right. And so there's just a very practical sort of Hollywood production criteria where you, you need a story that has a natural arc to it, you know, an obstacle that the protagonist is trying to overcome and then they overcome it, land, there's resolution, so on and so forth. And with some of the saints, um, I, I, I want to tackle this eventually, maybe in a future season. But for the first season, I really wanted to lean into, you know, the subtitle of the, of the show is Adventures of Faith and Courage. So mm -hmm. the, the show is called The Saints, Adventures of Faith and Courage. And we wanted to tell these stories that really highlight the fact that holiness is not what people have been sold. You know, holiness is actually exciting, adventurous, it's challenging. Um, I just was meeting earlier today with a, our writers working on the script of uh, Mother Cabrini, Francis Cabrini, which mm, we're going to release yeah. next March. And her story is unbelievable. She went to, um, and correct me, my memory could be wrong, but she went to Colorado, Seattle, um, Nicaragua. She was from Italy, traveled the entire world in the 1800s, even though she was sick most of the time wow. and afraid of water and a woman at the time when women were not allowed to have these sort of entrepreneurial leadership positions. And if you're telling me that's bo bo like boring or, or just not interesting, I mean, there's something else going on. There's just, some, it's so, these stories of holiness are so adventurous. And so with these saints uh, that we're telling during this first season, we're starting off with Patrick, then Joan of Arc, and going from there, all of them have a natural element of adventure and courage and boldness that I think people will really find compelling. It sure is compelling, and one. I just want to hop on to, to something that you said there in that in that answer about the script. You just uh, spoke to somebody who's yep. working on a script for you. Talk to me about how the sausage is made here. Yes, how, like how, how does this actually work? Did you have did you have live voice actors come into the studios at the worldwide headquarters of Relevant Radio in the Chicago area? How, how does this work for all the people back home who are listening to this stuff? Yeah, so I, I don't want to take away the magic here. No, but no, let's no, no, reveal no. Some well, of your secrets. It, to my mind, it actually adds magic because people think, oh, well, you have a script and you have actors and they read it and and then you listen to it. Um, and which is what I thought before I started working on this. So the meeting, for instance, the meeting I was just in was not actually with just one writer. It was with the script writer, the um, writing assistant, the head of script development, the uh, a script consultant, and a research director. Um, just working on this one script and molding the story. Yeah. And in that room, there's probably over 100 years of experience in Hollywood and script development. And it takes that, a much, uh, that amount of people, that number of people, to really figure out the, the story, to craft it, to structure it, so on and so forth. Um, so that's just the script. And that takes months and months to develop and write these scripts. And then after these scripts are developed, 
Uh, we cast. Um, we cast actors. So we have a wonderful, our casting director, uh, Kevin Collins, fantastic guy. He starred opposite Tina Fey, Steve Martin. Um, so he's, you know, had a wonderful career in the Hollywood industry. And so he's working and fielding hundreds and thousands of auditions from actors who want to be part of this production. And then after, you know, we spend a couple of weeks going through the actors, trying to find the best possible actors. We invite them in. We do a couple of rehearsals. We bring them into studio in person in the worldwide headquarters of Relevant Radio here in Chicago. <laughs> um, in a not very large studio, but large enough. Uh, it, it, it's large, but then when you get 16 actors in there, it feels slightly less large. <laughs> um, and we have, and we're all standing around standing mics with soundproof blankets. And wow. we spend a full day, about 16 hours recording um, an entire five episodes. So we'll go through, spend about an hour and a half or, or more working on each episode, you know, do takes section by sections, you know, the whole Hollywood mm. action, act, 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 cut. Do we have to do another take? So on and so forth. Spend a whole day doing that. And then it gets sent out to a team of sound designers. Um, I think we have six or seven sound designers working with us right now. And they're all working on different series at the same time. Um, and then we put music down to it. And then we give it to our beloved audience. Um, so it's it, in all... It takes about nine months to produce a week's worth of content in terms of um, each show. So at any given time, we'll have about 18 shows in various stages of development. Well, we, we want to show people some of the fruits of your labor here. So we've got a clip here. Why, why don't you set it up? What are we going to hear now okay, from great. The Mary Beggars? So this is this is a great clip. Uh, clip. Shout out to, to producer Jim for uh, selecting it. This is from our St. Patrick series. Um, and it's a uh, St. Patrick, just to set it up, St. Patrick has, he was a youthful, rebellious youth. He rejected the faith. He gets kidnapped um, to Ireland, what becomes Ireland. And then uh, he has a messenger appear to him in a dream. And he, he is going back to Ireland on board this ship with some sort of uh, rough, uh, non-believing Irish, um, uh, Irish sailors. And this scene begins with them uh, shipwrecking uh, and then there's some cool interaction between uh, St. Patrick's sort of evangelizing these rough, rustic uh, people. Eight-two, fall around! What chance the ship can't take much more! She's tearing apart! God save us! Overboard, men! Swim for shore! <laughs> Is everyone all right? No, we're not blooming, all right. Did we make it? Is this Britannia? We did. It is. Somewhere. Uh, well, what shore is this? Where are we? I have no idea. Montanus! I can't walk much farther. We have no food. No drink. All right, stop. Everyone stop! Oh, thank oh. the stars! Oh. Make sense of this to me, Christian. Me? You say your God is great, all-powerful. Where is he? What kind of a display are you looking for? We had mercy on you. We saved you. Now, we've been shipwrecked. Is that how your God thanks us? We've wandered lost on a moors for weeks. We're freezing. We're starving. Pray to it. Yeah, pray. Yeah, pray. Have him Go reach on. down and fix any one of those things. I'll even let him choose which. I've played this game before. I'll not do it again. 
I think it's high time that he put his money where your mouth is. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a conjurer to be summoned at your convenience. We're dying, Patricius. I don't think we'll ever see home again. And your god is doing nothing. Right, right. right. You goad him, Martellus. You demand some great display, but you make a joke of his goodness and might. Hard on my is my doing, then. You wish to know his presence? Fine. But I think... I think you must speak to him yourself. I I love that. You just heard a clip from the series on St. Patrick from the Saints Adventures in Faith and Courage. You're listening to The Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio. I'm joined by the director of The Merry Beggars, Peter Atkinson. And I, I... just listening to that, Peter, one of the, obviously one of the great knocks on Catholic media, Christian media, and entertainment is that very often the production values are just not there. It's kind of cheesy. It's not necessarily something that you're, you're proud to share with your secular friends, but that's not the case here. And, and I really appreciate the excellence uh, with which you you produced all, all all these series it's amazing i mean it, it's it's a it's a testimony to father rocky believing in the merry beggars and the vision that we shared with him 2 years ago because part of the part of the reason that there aren't a, there isn't a lot of christian media with high production values is because there aren't a lot of christian media companies or christian producers who believe in high production values and mm. who believe in creating beautiful art and beautiful works of um, storytelling. And Father Rocky um, believed in that uh, two years ago, and he's um, supported us in our vision ever since. Um, but it, it it isn't it isn't because the artists aren't there. It's because mm. the the producers. And this is just my opinion, yep. but it's mm. what I've seen. It's that the producers aren't there. It's that the people who have the ability to pull together a team of actors, writers, directors, and and financing. Just they they don't exist, and so that's a, a future project to try and train people <laughs> on how to do that. Um, mm. But it's a it's a huge privilege. I, I, the Mary Beggars would probably not exist if not for Relevant Radio acquiring them in 2021, and they definitely wouldn't. We would not be able to tell these stories as beautifully as as we can because of our home here so i just feel so blessed to be here well it's a blessing to have you guys as part of the relevant radio family and and most importantly of all peter how can people access this series the saints yes so uh right now uh, as you said you can go to the relevant radio app there's the banner there you can also always go to the saintspodcast.com that's the saintspodcast.com we try to make the URL really easy to spell, <laughs> yeah. thesaintspodcast.com, um, because when we tried to share the marybagers.com, some people started trying to order pastries from us, um, <laughs> bakers.com, or they thought we were a Marian devotional uh, organization. Both good things. I love Our Lady and I love croissants, but uh, that's neither of, neither of us. Um, so thesaintspodcast.com. And the, the thing, one of the things that I'm, so excited uh, about this series is it's every single day, Monday through Friday. Um, this week, we released five episodes on Patrick. Next week, five episodes on uh, Joan of Arc. Next uh, week, five episodes of Pure Church of Frasati, and so on and so forth. Because you asked earlier, why was this needed? One of the things that, one of the reasons I think this is needed is parents, especially Catholic moms, mm. don't have a place they can go to every day to bring good, beautiful storytelling to form their children's hearts. And 
there are some things, but they're not every day. And there are some things, but they're not high quality. And there are some things, but they're not rooted in the Catholic faith. So the fact we can have a Catholic high quality story that's available every single day, I think is, is really special. Oh, Peter, it was great to run you down. And thanks for that rundown of what's going on with the series, The Saints, Adventures in Faith and Courage, only on Relevant Radio, only with the Mary Beggars. We'll do this again soon, Peter. Thank you and God bless you for doing this. Awesome. Thanks so much, Kale. You got it. I'll be right back after this. This is The Kale Clark Show, giving you the confidence you need to bring the faith into everyday life. Step one, you say Beautiful song by The Fray, How to Save a Life. And at Relevant Radio, that is what we're all about, spreading the message of Jesus Christ far and wide through the media so that He's the Savior. And we're here for the journey. And sometimes lives are saved in more ways than one, not just spiritually, but even physically as well. Earlier this week on the Patrick Madrid Show on Relevant Radio, we had one of the most powerful moments in our network's history. Alicia from the Chicagoland area called in to Patrick's to Patrick Madrid's show. She was literally on the way to get abortion pills to kill her unborn child. And here's what happened. Listen to the clip. Let's go to Alicia. I hope I'm saying it correctly in Chicago. Good morning, Alicia. Good morning. I, I was looking for a sign today. I was randomly, this radio station came on and I just started listening to it. I was actually listening to it when it was NPR. And right now I'm calling because I'm actually on my way to get abortion pills at a clinic. And I truthfully don't know what to do. I've just been so nervous and sick and I have two kids at home and mm-hmm. I just don't want to make life any worse on them or more hard on myself or my husband. My experience is that love multiplies. It doesn't divide. It's not parceled out in smaller and smaller groups or smaller and smaller pieces. But I can't help but think about in this decision that you're making right now, that in order for those things to happen, somebody has to die. And imagine yourself a year from now, two years from now, looking into that face of the little baby boy or girl that you're carrying inside you right now and just trying to imagine what would it be like without you? And you'll never have to wonder about that because you'll have that baby if you make that decision to, to give life to your child. Imagine when he or she is graduating from high school or getting married and you're looking with so much love at that son or daughter of yours and thinking of all the love and all the happiness and all the relationships and everything else that, that God has planned for you and for your child, your unborn child, all of that would go away if you were to go through with this. I hope you won't. I really hope you won't. I don't think I will. Thank you. I, I, like I said, I was looking for a sign and I don't know. I was just listening to this NPR radio and then you came on and I wasn't expecting that at all, to be honest, because it mm-hmm. sounded like the radio had very liberal views to begin with. And I guess I, I wasn't expecting to find you today. I'd never heard of your radio show or anything before. I'm really glad you did. I'm really glad that God had our paths crossed this way. My guest right now needs no introduction, but I'm going to introduce him anyways. He's the host of the Patrick Madrid Show, only heard on Relevant Radio. And Patrick, I know you're in the car right now. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us today on The Kale Clark Show. 
I have to say, Patrick, there have been a lot of miracle moments on Relevant Radio over the years, but but this one might be the most powerful bit of radio I have heard since I've been with the network. Your call with Alicia and how you're able to, to help her make the decision not to go through with her abortion that she had planned. Let me ask you this, Patrick. What goes through your mind when you get a call like this? I don't know if you ever had a call quite like that, but I imagine you start praying right away. Oh, gosh. I kill. Um, I did. In fact, um, I communicated that message to my team, uh, not on the microphone, but just to say, please pray for me, because I knew as she began talking that this was mm. going to be a momentous conversation in her life and in the life of that unborn child. And so I immediately started praying and asking, you know, asking my team to pray for me as well. And uh, I, I really do believe that the prayers of the people who are listening to this very um, concerned mom with a baby on the way to young children, as you just heard, I mean, you heard the call. So you know that she was in deep distress. And I picked up on the fact that this seemed maybe quasi miraculous. I'm not sure how mm. to describe it because yeah. as you heard her say, she was listening to NPR radio one minute, next minute she's hearing relevant radio. I don't <laughs> know how that happens. I don't know how to account for that. It, it, there is definitely something supernatural going on there. And, and she, she said many times throughout the conversation, I was looking for a sign. I was looking for a sign. Yeah. And she certainly got one, didn't she? Oh boy. I mean, it, the whole, the whole call took my breath away. The whole, the whole, Everything about it took my breath away, and I wanted very much to concentrate on what she was saying so I could hear every word of it and think about it, because I knew that whatever I might say would help or hurt. And so I was mm. just relying on God's grace so that uh, anything that was said by me would only help. That was my prayer. You're listening to The Gail Clark Show on Relevant Radio. My guest is Patrick Madrid, and, and Patrick... You're so calm and, and fatherly, e even in your tone when, when callers call in to ask you for advice. But, but in this case, I mean, one of, one of the things that really struck me when, when listening to this call with Alicia and also in other conversations that you've had, you are not afraid to clearly, charitably, but clearly speak the plain truth. I mean, uh, one of the things you said to Alicia was, hey, if you go through with this, in order for this to happen, somebody has to die. And, and I mean, I, I'm not sure... I'm not sure uh, other people would put it quite so bluntly, but you're able to do that in such a way that, you know, it's not offensive to the other person and it really gets to the heart of the issue. Thank you. Well, I, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. And I, I know that tact is always important, but sometimes if we're overly tactful, we never wind up speaking the honest truth. And mm. I, I just felt in the moment that that was the honest truth that needed to be heard in that way. So, um, just trusting in God's providence, that I think at times is the way to approach an issue where you just have to be somewhat blunt, but to always seek to do it in a loving and compassionate way. Yeah, that, that's so true. And, and Christ certainly was the same. I mean, he, he, he didn't pull any punches. He spoke the plain truth to people. Uh, yeah. Even his critics would admit that, hey, you're no respecter of persons. You, you always kind of lay it out. And let me ask you this, Patrick, what, what do you think it is about your approach to, to callers, to listeners in general, that make people want to seek out your advice? Oh, gosh, I don't know if I have an answer to that question, Kale. Um, it's, for me, at least, it's 
a mystery how God works in the moment. Certainly, I'm sure you've seen that in your program, and Drew has, and Timory has, we all have, where things just kind of click into place in ways that you don't calculate ahead of time. So I don't know. I mean, maybe some people feel like they can get a straight dose of the truth and they're not getting it from other sources, Mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. And maybe they feel kind of hungry for that. You know, like, give it to me straight. Give it to me, you know, tell me what's really going on or at least what you think is really going on. It may be that. Um, It may be the fact that so few people do that much anymore. Because everybody's so afraid of what people might think, you know, maybe it's that too. No, I I think that's that's well said, Patrick. And and Relevant Radio is one of the few places that you can find that kind of conversation on the dial, on the net, uh, through the Relevant Radio app. And 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 Patrick, let let me let me also say this too. You gave us a great presentation. All of us at Relevant Radio, we had we had some wonderful days of formation at the worldwide headquarters in Chicago recently. And you gave everybody a great presentation on doing apologetics today. And one of the things that you focused on, I saw that you use this quite a bit in your call with Alicia, you talked to us about the importance of using the Socratic method. Can you kind of expand on that a little bit and how that works for you? Yeah, sure. Kale. Um, the Socratic method, hearkening back to the great Hellenistic philosopher, Socrates, Uh, It has to do with his way of teaching by asking questions. So he was known not for lecturing his students, but rather for gathering them in a group and then asking them questions. That's where these Socratic dialogues come from. They're based on these conversations he would have in which, by interrogating his audience, they would take a position and he would help that person and the rest of the group see where the flaw or the error, or the um, incoherence in the position was by asking questions to bring to the surface whatever the problem or inconsistency might be. So that's one dimension of it that I find so useful. The other dimension is that everybody wants to tell what he thinks about anything. (laughs) And so by by using this method, you actually are allowing the other person to tell what he thinks is true, but doesn't realize that you are doing this in such a way that you can gradually, hopefully, get him or her to see where the problem might lie. And then the third reason that I like this method so much is because we as Catholics have a tendency to allow ourselves to be put on the defensive easily and quickly. Mm. And this method doesn't allow for that. This method keeps you in control because you're the one directing the conversation by asking questions. So I see at least those three big benefits for anybody, Catholic or otherwise, who learns how to use the Socratic method. You're listening to The Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio. My guest is Patrick Madrid. And, and speaking of the Socratic method, this this way of, of talking to people about, about the faith, I, I want to point out to people, this is not in any way any kind of manipulation. Where This isn't a technique where you're trying to, quote-unquote, win the argument. This is really a, a way to pursue truth, isn't it? Absolutely. And the key, uh, I think you really put your finger on it, Kale. It's not trying to win an argument, rather to bring the truth to the fore in a way that doesn't make the other person feel, um, you know, browbeaten or pushed or anything. Because, you know, it's like the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Mm. But as I like to say, you can, however, put salt in his oats to make him thirsty (laughs) so he'll want to drink. And so I find that using this method of interacting with people is a way to 
bring them to the point where they're thinking, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I see that now. I, I didn't see that before. And then it's a, a win if we want to use the term win because that other person is grasping the truth for himself, not because somebody pushed it on him or, you know, mm-hmm. kind of forced him into anything. He's, he's coming to see it for himself. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it, that, that is so true, Patrick. I, I remember one time, the first time I met Scott Hahn, he, he told me that. He said, you've got to try to, to make people think that they're discovering this on their own. And I thought, how do you do that? I mean, it's easier said than done. But, but nobody wants to feel like uh, they've made this. I mean, full freedom is so important when it comes to our Catholic faith. And, and God has to be loved and served with freedom. And so yeah, it, it, it is, this, sure. is, this, is, this is a great way to make that happen. I, I really appreciate you using that method and, and teaching us about thank it you. as well. Yeah, it's oh, thank so you, great. Thank you, I appreciate it. And anybody who wants to learn the method can just listen to my program right <laughs> yeah. here on yeah, Relevant Radio. Yeah, it's on display all the time. And you might call in and say, I'm on to you, Patrick. But uh, no, <laughs> right. but I, I got to tell you, though, once again, um, that, that was really a, a, a divine appointment. Certainly the Holy Spirit was active, your guardian angel, her guardian angel, <laughs> all the people praying, as you suggested, many people praying probably on their knees listening to that conversation. And, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit, Patrick, I got really choked up when Alicia said, I don't think I will. I don't think I'm going to go through with this. And, um, well, I mean that, that this is what it's all about. This is why people donate to relevant radio. This is why we're on the air and and our good listeners keep us on the air. It's for miracle moments, just like this real people, real souls and real lives being saved in this case. So true. So true. And I, I, I myself was choked up. I, I tried not to let that show on air. So, um, I don't know how successful I was, but I've heard from so many people the same reaction, Kale. Uh, even people writing in or, or letting me know that while the call was going on, people kneeling down where they were working or where they were in their homes or something, kneeling down then and there and praying and lots of tears, uh, lots of prayers for this wonderful woman, Alicia, and her unborn child. And all I can add to that would be let's not stop praying because you know, we don't know the future and that's right. And other messages and other, you know, the, the opposition, if given half the chance, will try to convince her otherwise. So my mm-hmm. continued prayer is for her to remain strong and to be surrounded by people who will support her decision to give her child life. And that that's what will happen. And that, you know, seven, eight months from now that she is going to give birth to a beautiful, healthy, happy baby. And regardless of health, the fact that she's giving life to her child, and that's the main thing. So I would only ask that your listeners continue to pray for her and not just assume it's a done deal. Yeah, that, Maybe that's, we pass that first hurdle, but we, you know, we don't know what lies ahead for this woman. No, that's a great point, and and the enemy is still on the loose, and and she may have other voices in her ear as well. And and so, Alicia, if you're listening right now, even to this program, we want to celebrate with you. We want to celebrate the birth of your child. And I love how you said, "Keep in touch. Send me baby pictures. Send yeah, me the ultrasound." I yeah, I sure hope she does as well. And uh, so we're going to keep praying for Alicia. And also, I'm going to ask all of our listeners here on the Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio to keep praying for you, Patrick. You're doing the Lord's work. And uh, God bless you. You can listen to the Patrick Madrid Show from 8 to 11 a.m. live every day right here, Central Time, 
on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Patrick, so great to run you down. God bless you. Thank you, Kale, and a shout out, lots of beautiful love to all of your listeners. Thank you, everybody. You got it. That was Patrick Madrid, if you need him. And you, if you, you do need him, you can call him every day on his show right here on Relevant Radio. We'll be right back on The Kale Clark Show after this. Explaining the Catholic faith and how you can live it and share it too. It's Kale Clark on Relevant Radio. Hey, welcome back to the program. What a powerful interview with Patrick Madrid. That beautiful phone call from Alicia, considering ending, and she considered ending the life of her unborn child. Patrick was able to have a, a wonderful heart-to-heart, soul-to-soul conversation with her. And that's what we're all about here on Relevant Radio, reaching the world for Christ through the media, one soul, one person at a time. And in case you didn't hear the full interview on Patrick's show, we've got you all set up. We're going to have a link to the entire interview in the show notes for this program. So you can get that on the relevantradio.com website on the Kale Clark Show page. So that'll be up following the program. If you want to call in and react to what you've heard, whether my interview with Peter Atkinson earlier in the show about the Saints, the Merry Beggars, and all the fine work they're doing, what Patrick had to say about not only that beautiful phone call, but the work of apologetics in general, how to persuade people uh, towards the truth. He had a lot of great things to say about that. You can call in right now, 888-914-9149 is the number to call. But right now, as you're calling in, it's been an incredible week in so many ways on this network. We've just been blessed. And here's a snapshot of it, what you might have missed. It's the week that was on The Kale Clark Show from producer Jim Shaper. My first guest is a 17-year NFL veteran, the 2002 League MVP. Great friend of the program, Relevant Radio superfan, Rich Gannon is on the line. Where were you, Rich, on 9-11? Yeah, I remember it vividly. I was in Oakland walking into the training room, and it was uh, it was just a kind of a, an awful feeling that our two trainers were there, and I tried my best to go into the film room and watch some film. I didn't watch what I normally watch. I went home, and everything on the news was just, you know, just nonstop. You just couldn't stop watching what was happening. I talked to someone this morning. I talked to Terry Bradway. He was the general manager of the New York Jets at the time. And he told a story to me I'd never heard before. Benny Testaverde came into the facility and a couple of the players, and they went and met with the general manager, Terry Bradway, and they said they weren't going to play. And so Terry called Roger Goodell and said, that, All right, we're not going to play this weekend. And that's really, really the impetus behind the NFL calling off the games for the weekend. Yeah. And of course, we didn't play the games that weekend, and at rightfully so, we shouldn't have played those games. Certainly, we remember all the brave souls who uh, sacrificed not only on 9-11, but uh, in, in the fight uh, for freedom afterwards. Dr. Donahue, when he came to speak to us at Relevant Radio, he talked to us about the importance of diet. You also talked to us about exercise, how body in motion needs to stay in motion. Talk about that for a little bit. That statement in and of itself says a lot. You know, sound body, sound mind. What we talk about when we're talking about uh, body motion stays in motion and staying in good exercise is some very simple kind of things to help keep not only our mind sharp and our muscles moving, but also our heart in good shape. American Heart Association recommendations. They have recommendations for adults and their recommendations are 150 minutes per week of some kind of moderate intensity activity. So if you're gonna break this down, you could say five days a week, I should be doing 
30 minutes of some kind of moderate intensity. This could be as simple as a brisk walk, okay? Mm -hmm. And these are simple things that I think we can find a great time to have a little one-on-one -on -one time with our kids, praying the rosary. There's a lot of ways that we can schedule these things that might not cut into some of our daily activities as much as we think. We're often not asked to do spectacular things. We spend a lot of time thinking about, man, would I have the, the grace to be to endure crucifixion in the public square or something, something really dramatic. Let's go to Eric in Farmersville, Texas. Fulton Sheen commented on the same topic about the, the brazen serpent on the rod. So his point was that Christ looked like a criminal up on the cross, crucified between two thieves dying a criminal's death. The serpent also looked like the very same plague um, that was hurting the Israelites at the same time. But it had no venom in it, and neither did Christ have any sin in him. It's kind of that interesting yeah. parallel of juxtaposition, you know, looking like That's a terrible a thing, but having the healing within it. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's that fantastic. It. That was the week that was. And if you want more of it, if you missed any of the episodes of The Kale Clark Show this week, check them out on the relevant radio app. They're archived there for you and also on our website, Along with all of our other programs, The Faith Explained, we're doing a fun series called Jesus 101. Great, great learning. I know I'm learning a lot, even just teaching these episodes. It's so much fun for me as well. I think you're going to really enjoy that, plus all of our other shows. We're there for you 24-7 on RelevantRadio.com and on the app. Not to mention our 200 stations across the United States of America. And let's go all the way across the country right now to Sun Valley, California. Patrick is on the line. Hi, Patrick. Hey, how you doing? Kale? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. There, there's a lot of Patrick's floating around relevant radio land, including you. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just want to make a comment about the other Patrick, Patrick Madrid's uh, um, phone call with Alicia. Mm. Uh, I've heard it. I've heard it two and a half times now. Uh, it was amazing. He was so loving, so kind, so fatherly. Yeah. Uh, I I think if anybody could get through to her, it was Patrick. It was beautiful. I know anyone who was listening. To that was probably praying and probably shedding a tear. It was very, very touching. It, it was it, it was classical as far as you know things that have happened on on uh, relevant radio. Oh yeah, and really that, that is, it really was beautiful, Patrick. And I, and I agree with you. Yeah, just the the fatherly tone that Patrick takes. And let's face it, we we live in what's been called a fatherless society, and a lot of people they, that's why they gravitated to John Paul II. <laughs> I mean, a lot of guys don't know their grandfather. Uh, a, a lot of women don't 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 know their fathers. And so, when you have somebody like that who can give such sage advice, it really is an, an attraction for people. And yeah, he was just so calm the way the way he. And obviously, thousands, if not millions, of people were listening to that, praying for him as he's having this conversation. But um, that that really was something else. And when he was on the on the line with me earlier today, Patrick. Um, I told him I'm not ashamed, and you heard this in the interview. I, I I did shed a tear when when she said when Alicia said I'm not going to go through with it, and and I could even tell. Patrick said I got choked up too. I could tell. I could hear it in his voice, and, and that was that was as real as it gets. That was as real as it gets. When we heard this on Relevant Radio. So again, keep praying for Alicia and for Patrick Madrid as well. He does such great work, and uh, thank you so much for calling in, Patrick. That was a great great comment. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right, you got it. Patrick in Sun Valley, California. Wow, 888 914 9149 Kale Clark Show 
on Relevant Radio. This show is about faith, facts, and fun. We've had it's been jam packed already. But I just wanted to leave you with this. It's kind of interesting as we go into the weekend, maybe some time to think and reflect. What kind of decision maker are you? Uh, the writer Sahil Bloom in his Curiosity Chronicle, he sent out a weekly email. It's kind of interesting. It's called the Friday Five, and he talked about how psychologists distinguish between two types of decision makers. You can kind of look at this as opposite ends of the spectrum. On one end, there are maximizers, and these are people who want to get the best option no matter what. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there are what are called satisficers. Satisficers. And who are they? People who want an option that's that's just good enough. It's good enough. So you're either going to go for the absolute best or just good enough, or you fall somewhere along the spectrum between those two things. So if you're an extreme maximizer, you want to optimize every aspect of every decision. But if you're a satisficer, hey, the first thing you find that's good enough, you're just going to take it. You're going to keep trucking. You're going to keep moving on with your life. So there's a study that came out in 2006, and there were 548 college seniors who were profiled. And here's what they found. The maximizers, and these are the guys that are extremely analytic about every aspect of every decision. The maximizers got better jobs with higher salaries. Stands to reason. They probably did a lot of research. But in the end, they were not as satisfied with their jobs as the satisficers were. And these, the satisficers, again, just look for the good enough option. So what, what's the point here? If we're constantly searching for the best possible choice, it can lead us to maybe better choices, but we might not be that happy in the end. And that, that is just absolutely phenomenal to think about. Dr. Barry Schwartz, who was one of the researchers, said this, quote, The maximizer is kicking himself because he can't examine every option, and at some point he just had to pick something. <laughs> Maximizers make good decisions, and they end up feeling bad about them. But satisficers make good decisions, and they end up feeling good. But there's a downside for them, too. There's a downside for them as well. If you're a satisficer, just picking the good enough option, you might leave something on the table. You might, you might have been able to get something better, a better achievement, a better outcome. But if you're a maximizer, you're always looking to maximize everything, what you might leave on the table is happiness because you might never be satisfied. So wherever you land on, on, the, on the continuum between those two, maybe try to get a little bit better balance. That might take some effort, might take some thinking, might take some self-awareness, but you can do it. So here's a couple ways that you can do this. If you're a maximizer, maybe maybe lower stakes decisions, don't sweat it so much. If you're a satisficer, take some more time with those really, really important decisions that really matter for you and for everybody else. Thanks for joining me on The Kale Clark Show this week. Jim Shaper produced Miranda Siniceros took your phone calls today. We'll see you next week. Take it away, Michaela. Thank you for listening to my daddy.